Welcome to Intersections, the RIT podcast. Sports analytics, highlighted by the real-life story told in the popular book and movie Moneyball, is transforming the landscape of college sports as well. In today's episode, Matthew Hoffman, associate professor in RIT's School of Mathematical Sciences, and Ryan Stimson, author of the book Tape to Space, Redefining Modern Hockey Tactics, talk about the RIT Sports Analytics Conference that they founded and how analytics is shaping the larger sports world and making data cool. When did you get interested in hockey analytics? I guess I've been casually reading about it since like 2012, 2013. You know, I'm a Devils fan and they lost to the Kings in the cup Mm -hmm. final in 2012. And so I was like trying to figure out why did that happen? But no, I remember Eric Tolsky who now is, you know, some VP of the Carolina Hurricanes. uh, He had written an article on like, how well the Kings like exited their zone or denied zone exits or entries or something like that. So it kind of led to this idea of just creating extra possessions within the game. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, why doesn't anybody else write about this or read about it? So then I just kind of kept reading for a while. And and then I read uh, the book Soccernomics, but they talked a lot about, you know, decision-making, a lot of different things, randomness in sports, decision-making, using data-driven analysis, and they talked a lot about passing in soccer. And so I was like, oh, we don't have anything like that in hockey. And so that kind of gave me the idea. I was like, well, I'm just going to start this little project and collect some passes and while watching Devil's Games. And, you know, started publishing it online, and lots of people just blew up on Twitter and everything, and lots of people wanted to help out with it. So, yeah, that's kind of led to everything here. Why I'm yeah, here well, today. pretty soon you had a whole bunch of people tracking different teams. Right? Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And then it just gradually grew from, you know, who passes the puck well to these, you know, interesting topics on how teams move the puck, how they defend it, and, you know, what does that mean? And then along the way, yeah, we met, and I started learning adult ways to do proper analysis and uh that's kind of how it started so i guess that's how i got into it and i presented on it at the dc conference in i think it was april of 2015 videos were uploaded i sent it to wayne now now this is the point in the movie where we flash back to your origin story and then yeah. we meet, and then we meet again yeah, meet in the middle, yes, right. yeah, so. yeah you know my research has always been sort of data oriented so i'm used to dealing with a lot of data large-scale models and prediction uh, my background is in numerical weather prediction so in 2014, in the fall, I read a bunch of sports sites, and there was a lot of articles about the hiring spree yeah. that happened in ice hockey, right? This was the, the summer, summer of, of analytics, analytics yeah. right? There was a whole bunch of articles and think pieces written about the summer of analytics. So all of a sudden, a bunch of people who had been writing about hockey and hockey analytics on the internet suddenly right. had professional jobs. Um, and so that, that sort of community sort of took off, but also hit the mainstream of, of oh, yeah, there's this community that's, that's talking about hockey analytics. I'd been at RIT a couple of years, and then in March of 2015, Davidson made the NCAA basketball tournament, and the New York Times ran a big piece about one of the math professors for Davidson who did analytics for the basketball team, right? Davidson's a small school, um, and sure, they've had Steph Curry, but they, they're good at basketball even beyond Steph Curry being there. And so there was a story about how they had a, a math professor and, and some students working with the basketball team. Um, and this is like, you know, front page New York Times story. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. And that would be a neat thing. I bet students would like it. You know, I'm a new professor here at RIT. That would be fun. But of course, we don't have a Division One basketball team. Right. But we did have a Division One hockey team. And actually, about two weeks after that New York Times story ran, uh, RIT was the 16th seed in the Frozen Four right. and upset Minnesota Mankato in 
the first round, right? It was, I think, the first 16-1 upset at that time in, in NCAA hockey. So it was a big deal, and it was like, oh, hey, this could work with, with RIT here. This might be a good opportunity, and then a good opportunity to get students involved in, in research and, and, and get people interested in mathematics and statistics. And that was what prompted me to, to contact Wayne and say, hey, RIT seemed like a really neat place to do this because, one, we have a Division One hockey team. Right. Um, two, the, just the type of school, right? The mixture of sort of tech and and hockey is, is sort of a nice nice blend for that that I thought was interesting. And, and also it seemed like there was potential opportunity for RIT because we don't do scholarships, right? Um, and so, right, so we'll try to find It's like, hey, if there's, there's any edge that you can get, take advantage of what's around. So I emailed Wayne in and again, now we meet up where, mm-hmm. where, where we were put in contact with each other right. and just said, oh, okay, cool, let's, let's do a conference. Yeah, so, so that first meeting with Wayne... Yeah. Was there a point, like, did you think, like, when we went in and talked to him, like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out? So I wasn't really sure, but, I mean, you know, I figured it was sort of a what, what do they have to lose right. type of sales thing, right? Hey, we're, we're not, I'm not asking you to pay us right now. Right, we're not trying to um, sell you. We're not trying to sell stuff, you anything. Right, yeah. uh, how about, you know, us and some RIT students maybe help out and see if it's useful to you? wasn't really a, a downside, so I, I didn't really think there was any reason for him to say no, um, but I, I, I sort of didn't know what it was going to turn into by any means. But, but that year, we, we did some tracking for the team and, and you know, had meetings, and I think that, was, that, that worked out well. Yeah, it did. They were, they were pretty successful that year. But, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a, a student at the time who built a, a, an app to do some tracking to watch the games and then, you know, be able to click the locations of the shots. Having you there were interested in passing, so we, you know, we, right. we included the pass that led to the shots so that at least we could try to, try to look at the passing there as well um, in there. And, and, you know, that was data that, that wasn't there with the team, right, at the, at the start. They had some shot locations that are sort of recorded at the time, right, in real time, yeah, um, just just by hand on a piece of paper, but yeah, just on um, paper, you couldn't do anything with it, yeah, after, yeah, you know, and so just it was it was neat that first year, just being able to get coordinates into a computer and plot, you know, a lot of different things and 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 by the player and 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 do filtering and and just having data. I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things about one of the neat things about hockey, and I mean, I tend to like in a lot of my research topics that are relatively new because there's a lot of things you can do just having data just lets you do simple things that aren't really yeah that I mean, people just, haven't looked at before right and it just gives right. you that foundation too yeah. like you know falling back on well we think this player is doing this well or not well yeah. it's like oh well this is exactly how they're doing it's right. like oh okay so let me maybe recalibrate how i'm viewing this player or the reasons right. why and i'll say i mean one of the fun things for me the first year or two was just being able to go and looking at data going in and saying hey, so I noticed this pattern in the data and having Wayne say, oh, yeah, well, you know, we've been telling our team to do this, so that, that's probably why you're seeing that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's neat to, like, see a pattern and then... Right, you get the story behind. Come up the story. Yeah, right, find the, the shot story plot behind chart. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, that was, for me, sort of enjoyable as I was getting into it and understanding more of the strategy of hockey that I had not grown up with. Yeah, so, Matt, you mentioned one of the things you like about using data and new re- or new fields of research or new techniques, you know, I guess, what do you, because we really haven't talked a lot about what you do professionally. I mean, I know you study weather, but that's a lot of things, right? So, so what are some of the things, I guess, that yeah. you do when we're not talking to Wayne? As you said, I, you know, my background is in sort of the weather prediction community, and a lot of my training is in this question of, you have a, a system that's hard to predict, right? The weather is a chaotic, dynamical system, notoriously difficult to predict. 
and how are you able to improve the predictability by combining a lot of data and often a lot of data that's not well distributed in space and time with, in the case of the weather, this a computational model of what you're seeing. So analytics and sports analytics is, is different than that because it's primarily data-driven. You know, you don't have a computational model of how people are, are moving around. Um, that doesn't exist. But one of the things that I, I sort of learned a lot about in doing some of that work on weather and, and ocean uh, estuary and lake systems is just working with this data and, and working with large amounts of data um, and getting more interested in what you can do just from the data side. Um, and so that was, that was sort of one of the things that I, one of the similarities between the other things that I do and this, you know, this, this led me to do some uh, tennis work as well. Um, so I had a student who did some tennis analytics and a paper is on second revisions right now, so hopefully will be accepted pretty soon on is that. Is that related to what you yeah. presented on a couple years ago? So I okay. gave a talk at, at our conference maybe two years ago on, on tennis analytics, so we had tracking data from the U.S. Open, and I had a master's student who did, did a project trying to create the stock ticker, right, sort of like they have in basketball with the expected value mm-hmm. of a possession with trying to define the expected value of a point based on where the players are located on the court. Uh, so he, he did that model and... Yeah, so he graduated a couple years ago. He's actually now working for the Sacramento Kings. So that's that's a sports project that I've actually done and, and hopefully will be published soon. Moving forward, as more and more data comes about, I think one of the interesting things following sports analytics, at least at, at some level, is the movement from extreme data scarcity to An pretty overload. soon it'll be into overload. And I think we're probably right pretty close to the transition. Yeah, I think, you mean hockey or just sports in general? Uh, well, so I guess hockey, we're pretty close to the transition. I think a lot of sports have, have gotten there, or right. been there yeah. for a bit. For, as far as data, well, yeah they're, yeah, they're definitely ahead of hockey. Yeah, but pretty soon you're going to have a ton of data, and, and actually, from early on it was just, you know, hey, what, what do we have? We've got, we've got shots. Right. Right. What else? What Not else? much. Not much. Yeah. yeah Basically that's shots. That's it. Uh, and goals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you could fill in, like, yeah, it became, like, people filling in, like, entries and exits and passes, and it's like, okay, now we're filling in a little bit more on the invent level data. But we still don't know where anybody else is on the ice. We still mm-hmm. don't. We, so you can't get into like decision making. You can't do any of that. You can't get into any sort of defensive evaluation. So I think those are the biggest things as far as players making ideal decisions, who to pass to or where to shoot from, uh, you know, at a moment in time, and also how good or bad players are defensively. But I think there's going to be a whole world of evaluation for that because those are probably the two biggest market inefficiencies. I think with regards to player evaluation right now. Now, were you, were you doing analytics stuff as part of your job when you started doing this? Or was no. it just sort of totally different? No, it's just, yeah, totally different. I mean, you know, my, my yeah, I've done a little bit of data, a little bit of reporting, you know, in my career. Um, but, but no, I'm not modeling and assessing complex weather systems like uh, other folks. But it's funny when you mention, like, modeling chaotic systems. It's like, oh, well, that's hockey. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. You know, you said you didn't start really in an analytics field. Did, did you find that it it sort of increased your appreciation of statistics and, and math doing it? Did you, you enjoyed it more than you did before? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wished I had taken more math classes in college. But, uh, but no, I, I think making data cool, right, or making stats cool is, you know, there's people argue about sports all the time. You know, not to get all, you know, metaphysical or, or whatever, but, like, humans naturally want to just figure things out, right? So it's like this is something that I can learn about, I can study, and, like, to your point earlier, Matt, 
a lot of it was new. It's explorative, right? So you're kind of creating the research, right? I mean, you articles I, I've written years ago or, or papers or whatever get cited in other things now because it was part of, like, the first thing to do it. So you're kind of, like, etching your place in a small piece of trivial history, I guess, right? <laughs> um, and, and, but that's cool because it's an opportunity that people want to take. And you can reach out, and if you can learn, like, I didn't have a statistics background. I still really don't. You know, but I've learned and self-taught and asked enough questions that, like, oh, I can ad hoc my way and brute force my way through some regression techniques and answer some questions that people have. Well, I don't have a statistics background either. I wish I could go back to college and grad school. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I've never taken, right, I've never taken a formal statistics class. But yeah, I mean, I think it does, there's lots of places that the data and the use of data has really made math and stats more interesting and exciting um, for people. So I do think that, that sports in general is a nice entryway for a lot of people. You can, you can at least address them and start looking at things with relatively simple understandable methods you know you can start with a simple regression method and and you can understand that in high school and and you can actually start looking at some of this we have we have a, we had a data contest as part of the this year's conference. this year's yeah. conference right we got some some tracking data and we had a, a competition where people submitted their own analysis based on on this and one of the winners was a, a high school student yeah so you know, you can, there's an entryway into this for people, and I, and I think that that's great. It's a great way for people to get more involved in mathematics, great, get more involved in, in statistics, um, and see them not just as this thing that you're supposed to learn, but, but actually a thing that has use. Thanks for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, find us on iTunes or visit us at www.soundcloud.com slash rittigers or at www.rit.edu slash news slash podcasts.